Riot for the Kingdom. Welcome to episode 22 of Let's Riot. I'm your host, Shannon Gressley. Let's Riot is a podcast produced by The Budco, where we create space to learn about and practice heavenly rhythms for our everyday, even in the Christmas holiday, and get real about hard questions we face as God's people. To find out more about The Budco, check us out on Instagram at The Budco or online at thebudco.org. Happy Advent. We are officially in the countdown to Christmas where we wait for Jesus and remember that we are still waiting for him in his second coming. So for this Advent season, I wanted to do a little something different for Let's Riot and really create space to prepare our hearts in a different way that may challenge us a little bit for what the season is about. So we released an Advent study about a month ago that really reflects on what it means to wait for Jesus. We go back to the prophets and see how the people of God waited for him in the Old Testament um, to arrive on the scene in the New Testament and also go to the book of Revelations and see how God urges us to wait for him still today because we are in an ever-present season of Advent as we wait for him to come again in glory. So what does this look like? In this Advent season, for the next three weeks, I am going to lead us in little 15-minute episodes where we go through something called listening prayer. Now, I could make up my own definition of listening prayer, but Robert Jepanga says it best in his study on listening prayer when he says, Henry Nguyen calls all prayer listening to the voice of the one who calls us beloved. Listening prayer, as I am describing it, does not always involve hearing words from God. Listening prayer can include receiving a new insight into the nature of things as we meditate on God's word, creation, and our experiences. It is sometimes called meditative prayer. It can also consist of strictly being in God's presence in silence, sometimes called contemplative prayer. God can communicate to us without words merely by his presence. His presence speaks volumes to our spirit. All of these fall under the definition of what I call listening prayer. With or without words, we are receiving from God and we are hearing the master's voice. So in preparation for Advent, for Christmas, we are going to engage in this listening prayer. If you've never practiced listening prayer, this may challenge and stretch you a little bit. We are declaring that we do hear from God, whether that is in words or pictures or just mere feelings of his presence. Now, I'm not forcing you to do listening prayer. You don't you can skip the next three episodes if that suits you best, but I challenge you to at least try it. So are you ready? Take a deep breath, quiet yourself, maybe pull over if you're driving, if you're at home cleaning, I challenge you to just step away for a second, close your eyes and just enjoy the next 15 minutes. I promise this isn't weird, at least not in the kingdom of God. So Jesus, we ask you to use and sanctify our imagination and bring to our mind's eye the things that you are trying to speak over us. God, we confess that there is pressure to get it right, but we declare our success is found in taking risk and being used by you. Okay. Quiet your mind, 
Maybe that means turning off the music. Maybe that means shutting the door or simply confessing that there are things taking up too much room in your mind. In your mind's eye, see yourself waiting for a friend. They're coming to tell you something important. Where are you? How do you feel? What are you anticipating? Remember, there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's no pressure to conjure up a specific image. And as they walk in, you see it's Jesus. He's carrying something in his hands for you. What does he look like? Are you surprised to see him? As he walks closer, how are you going to greet him? You both sit down together and he says he has a promise for you. It's in his hands. You reach out and receive it. As you look down at your hands, what are you holding? God, we ask you to show us what you're asking us to steward well in this season. Jesus asks you what you think of it. What do you tell him? How does it make you feel? Do you feel pressure to tell him something specific? How do you really feel? Jesus tells you that he will help you keep the promise safe if you let him. But it will require you giving the gift back to him. You nod. And as you extend the promise in his direction, what do you feel? Remember, God can handle your emotions. What are you looking at? Are you looking at your hands? Are you looking at his face? Jesus's face is trustworthy and kind. What else do you see in his face? What are you searching for in his face? As you place the promise in his hand, Jesus touches your heart and your forehead. 
He tells you that as you both steward the promise he's given, you will also receive hope. How does this hope feel? Jesus, we ask you to remind us of hope you have given to us in the past. Show us how you give us hope. Friend, we have received and live in hope. Not the hope the world knows, but the hope of God. This hope, called Yakal in the Old Testament, points to a hope that is not based on optimism, based on the odds, but in action. A choice to wait for God to do something as surprising as coming to be our Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh, raising a crucified Jesus from the grave and looking for him to come again and wipe every tear. That is the hope God gives. And throughout the Old Testament, we see the people of God waiting for him to fulfill the promise given in Genesis 3. The promise that says, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat the dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall crush your head and you shall bruise his heel. The prophets continued to point the Israelites back to this promise over and over again and remind the people of our father's faithfulness. In the face of rebellion and brokenness, they would declare that our hope is in God, not based on our circumstances, but on his faithfulness. And so this first week of Advent, we remember hope. It invites us into the hope the prophets pointed to in Jesus and calls us out to join in their work, to partner with the Holy Spirit, to remind his people of the hope we've been given in Jesus and prepare room in the hearts of the earth to receive him again. So now we point to this promise. The vision John had in Revelations when he said, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne of God saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them forever. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death and no more mourning and no more crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making 
everything new. So Jesus, we ask you to steward these promises with us and teach us how to live in this hope that seems so foreign to us. God, remind us of who you say we are, that we are a people of hope, not based on the odds, but based on your miraculous power and love. God, we declare that you don't just have the power to do these things, but you love us and will do these things. God, help us pass these things into your hands again. Teach us how to live with open hands. Teach us how to own hope. Not in an apathetic way, but in a fully surrendered, fully sold out for Jesus and the things he has for this earth. God, we declare that we are expectant. We expect you to do the things that you say you will do. And we long for the day that you come again. When old things have passed and new things have come, God, we declare that it will happen. It's not just a nice story, God. We declare that it is our reality. So we say, Jesus, come. Hurry and come. We cannot wait to greet you. Prepare us. Point us to what you told your people in the Old Testament and point us to how you tell us to receive you again. Jesus, in your holy name we pray. Amen.